0: I was in the airport, and getting on planes, and I only got to catch just a little snippet of Brother Randy Williams, but you could tell he was on fire. And then yesterday morning, Brother Tony Spell preached with such a tremendous anointing, and I I just I thoroughly enjoyed the word that went forth. I was touched by it, and I was excited to see the response, and it just further solidifies that if the, the man of God will just preach it, the people of God will believe it and respond to it. And so just you're standing, and I'm not preaching it. I'm not on the clock. But to our evangelist, and this includes me, our younger pastors, we do not need to bend, and we do not need to bow, and we do not need to conform to the pressure thinking that the people will not live it. The word works, and if the preacher preaches it, the people will respond to it and live it. And I appreciate it. Brother Spell's boldness yesterday. And then our friend. Gate nobody do it quite like he can do it. Brother Ari Prado last night put me on my face. And uh, caused me to look into the word of the Lord as a mirror. And not focus on anybody else. But just focus on me. Thank you, Brother Prado. Thank you for obeying the Holy Ghost last night. And then I can just do whatever I want and feel to do today because the best of the best can put it all back together if I tear it up today, tonight. And we love Brother Cody and Sister Amanda March. He has been a tremendous blessing to the church that I pastor and a tremendous blessing. And they are a absolute, invaluable asset to the kingdom of God at large. We love you, brother and sister Marks. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give honor today to the church that I pastor. Many of them are listening today. Wonderful people who I have a heart for, a love for, a burden for, and who treat my family and I so kindly. I love and appreciate them. And then to my wife and children, I love them. But I've got to give a special shout-out today to my girl, Bella. And uh, I I, I spent a few minutes crying in the hotel room this morning. I received a call from somebody that had delivered some chocolate chip cookies to our uh, school. And they said everybody was running around playing at lunch. And uh, so they walked inside and Bella was sitting there at her desk and she was working. And uh, they said, what, what's the deal? Does Bella not get lunch? And they said, no. She asked if she could work through lunch today and get finished so that she could hear her daddy preach at Stand Out. And so, Bella, I love you. You touched my heart. I want to preach to you today out of the book of Esther, the second chapter. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has assigned this task to me. Um, I'm not preaching today for an immediate response, though I believe that there will be one. I want to really more talk to you than preach out of the word of the Lord and out of my heart for something that if you can get a hold of and embrace and buy into, it's so much bigger than just a right here, right now response, but it will pay long-term dividends into your life as you work and live for Jesus Christ. And this is still the greatest life that there is to live, living the life of a Christian. And So today I want to preach out of the book of Esther, the second chapter, and I want to read the 16th and 17th verse in your hearing. Esther, chapter number 2, verse number 16, verse number 17. So Esther was taken unto king Ahasuerus and to his royal house in the 10th month. Which is the month Tabeth in the seventh year of his reign. And this is what I want you to really get a hold of today. And the king, everybody's saying the king, and the king loved Esther above, everybody say all, above all the women. It did not say he only loved Esther. It just says that he loved Esther above everybody else. And she obtained grace and everybody shout favor. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight. It didn't say that nobody else obtained grace and favor. It just says that Esther obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgin's so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of vashti i want to preach to you today talk to you out of this book and out of my heart from this very elementary thought but god has certainly just dealt with me over and over and over and over with it for the last many months and that is finding, everybody say finding finding but not just finding finding and keeping the favor of the king finding and keeping the favor of the king, God we ask that you would help us today, we ask that you would anoint the ears of every hearer. we ask that you would open the hearts of the believer in this assembly today we pray right now that as your word goes forth, that there would be such a great anointing, and that the word would be so readily received, but that it would get beyond just in right now hand clap and a willingness to do, but it would get into the fabric of the lives of these precious young people represented here today. We're careful to give you all the glory. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Put your hands together one more time as you're seated. In the presence of the Lord this morning. I want to use this book today to talk to you about some very established principles that are timeless. They transcend generations. They transcend, um, if you would allow me to use the word, dispensations. They are principles that have been built in the Word of God and revealed to us through the Word of God that are obtainable and they are applicable to every generation and they are principles that if practiced works the same for all people in all places. I want to talk to you about the principles and then the purpose of finding and then keeping the favor of the king or the favor of God. Now, I'm very careful. I have a, a, a very passionate uh, problem with men who try to wrestle with the text and try to make the word of God say something that the word of God really does not say Because after all, the word of God stands just as it is written. And it doesn't need my help or your help to make it more pretty, more powerful, more intriguing, more wise, more. It just it's the word of God. It doesn't need my help and it doesn't need your help. It just needs to be preached line upon line and precept up on precept. And so today, I'm not going to use the book of Esther as this great type and shadow. I'm not going to wrestle something that isn't there. But the principles that I'm going to bring to your attention are principles that you can take the word of God and you can see them. Over and over as they are revealed and as holy men of old were moved and inspired and they come under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and begin to pick up the pen and they begin to write and the Word of God just as it does dovetailing together further solidifies the principles that I'm going to talk to you about today. I want to go on record and very transparently tell you that favor is really not something that I have the ability to articulate, and it 's not something that I truly understand when it comes to the the ways of God, the things of God, and the people of god uh, i, I don 't understand why that that it is available to all but it seems like only some receive it i, I don't i don't understand all that um my, my my ways are not god's ways god's ways are so much higher than my ways and and i want to use these principles because man looketh on the outward appearance but god it is god that ponders the heart And there are people even in the assembly that I pastor that if you were to just come in and and spend a few weeks or a few months, uh, you would look at them and, and you would say, if I was picking someone to favor that is who I would favor. And then you would overlook somebody that was seemingly in the shadows or didn't have it all put together. And, and if you were to be the judge and if you were to be the one that was going to take the horn of anointing and uncork it and pour out the favor and the blessings upon this one more than that one, you would overlook them. And yet if you were to sit down and talk to me and allow me to be transparent, I could point out to you that though they may not look like they have it all together, they've got it all together and just because they don't have to wear their money on their wrist does not mean that they do not have money and just because they don't have to prove their status by what they pull up in at the church parking lot does not mean that they couldn't buy and afford anything that they wanted to buy and to afford somewhere though they don't look like that they should have been the one to have it though they don't seem like to be the one to possess it somewhere there was some principles that was applied and there life that God began to favor them. It's not there's several people that he favors in our local assembly. But Brother Mayo, there are just some people I can't explain it. It frustrates me sometimes. It provokes jealousy out of brothers and sisters. But there are just some people that are favored more than others are favored. And that's a principle that's found in God's word. And I don't like it no more than a lot of other people like it. Because I don't like the fact that Brother Marks may be able to get a few more blessings than what I'm able to get. Or that Brother Prado may be able to access a little bit more anointing than what I'm able to access. But I'm not God. God. The Bible says God raises up who he wants to raise up. And he sets down who he wants to set down. And it's not a democracy. He don't take it to a people for public opinion. He just does what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. And you can rejoice with them that rejoice and position yourself for that favor. Or you can criticize and become bitter and backside and never obtain that favor. But God favors who he wants to favor. And then he just kind of lets wonder who he wants to wonder. And I don't understand, and I'm not God. So I'm going to talk to you today about what I do know. I don't know a lot about how it all works. I don't know a lot about why God picks this one and God doesn't pick that one. I I can't explain all that. But what I can talk to you about is some very established precepts and principles that it takes to both obtain the favor of God and to keep the favor of God. I think it's imperative as I talk to you out of the word of the Lord and out of my heart this morning that first and foremost you embrace a very real fact that eludes so much of Pentecost and that is it is possible to have walked in the favor of God and then lose the favor of God. Just like favor is not fair, favor isn't eternal once it's first given. There are principles that it takes to get the favor of God. And then there are principles that it takes to keep the favor of God. And you can get the favor of God and get to thinking that, well, maybe this really does have something to do with my education or to who my family is, and maybe maybe what's happening is because I've learned the art of the deal and I've learned how to win friends and influence people, and I've watched people that God favored and took them to the top. And they quit walking in the principles that it takes to keep the favor of God. And they became an example of one that was favored, but now is no longer favored. And we don't want to talk about it. We want to just put our head in the sand and blame it on life and blame it on the economy. And blame it on who's running for president. And blame it on the shape that our world is in. And blame it on how close we're getting to the coming of the Lord. And we are very nigh to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I guess since I'm just talking today, I can meddle a little bit. This world is not more wicked than it's ever been. Because the world has been a wicked, deplorable place since man fell in the garden and sin entered the world. The issues that we're dealing with today are the issues of life that man has dealt with since the fall of the garden. Now, we have more access to it today because murder can be committed and it can be tweeted out and broadcasted to 30 million people before they even catch you done it. But murders have always happened. Nations have always been at war with Nations. Brothers have always been at war with brothers. You don't have to look past the first few chapters of Genesis to see to see Cain take the life of Abel. You don't get but to Genesis chapter 6, and the Bible says the thoughts and intents of man's heart was evil only continually. So, so using the excuse that our world is more wicked and more terrible than it's ever been to not have revival is an unacceptable excuse. And I do absolutely believe that we are living in the 11th hour. But according to Jesus, now not according to some men and not according to some men who wrestle the scripture and give their own private interpretation, but according to Jesus, the 11th hour servant gets paid the same thing as the first hour servant. And that tells me uh, that if the first hour servant in the book of Acts could have book of Acts revival, then the 11th hour servant in 2016 has the same access to book of Acts revival. We've got access to the same power, the same healing, the same deliverance. We've just got to get our eyes back on who we're working for and not on the world that's around us and get the favor of God once again working in our life. I've got to hurry today. It's possible to have the favor of God and lose it. Because I read to you that, that that the Bible very plainly and very firmly, very black and white declares that Ahasuerus took the crown from Vashti and placed it upon the head of Esther. That means that somewhere Esther... That means that somewhere Vashti had found the favor of the king. But then she lost the favor of the king. And I'll tell you how she lost it. You don't have to read, but in the first few verses of the first chapter. The Bible says that the king, he has a party to show off All of his accomplishments. You know that's what you and I are, don't you? Is we're what the king is using to show off? See, you haven't been called out of darkness into this marvelous light. To just sit on a pew and get your family put back together and drive a nice... You've been called out of darkness into this marvelous light so that you can show forth the praises, not of how you got it all together, but so that you can showcase so that he can show you off how he called you out of darkness and into this marvelous light. And it was this marvelous light that put your home back together. It was this marvelous light that took you from under the bridge uh, and put you in a nice car. It was this marvelous light that began to pick up the broken pieces uh, of a life that was without hope. And you could be showed off by the king. uh, And the king could say, this is what I have the ability to do. Uh, This is what I have the strength to do. Uh, This was what I have the power to perform and he gets to showing off the things in the kingdom the bible says that somewhere in this feasting that he says I want to show you the crown Of my accomplishments. Now. The Bible says that Vashti. She was having her own party. But while the king. Was having a party. In his own house. The Bible says that Vashti. Was having to have a party. Also. In the king's house. See don't you ever forget that the king can do this without me but I can't do this without the king. He can have his party without any one of us but I can't have my party without him. And here is doing her own thing and and I've I've heard it preached and 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 taught and and, and you People can, I guess, interpret it however they want to interpret it. But I don't believe that this king got sloppy drunk and he wanted to call his wife in to do a table dance and and to provoke men to lust out of something he had shown favor for. And the reason I don't believe that is because the Bible says that they were drinking, but they were drinking accordingly to the law. They were drinking accordingly to the law. And the Bible says that he he spoke to the Chamberlain. And he says, I want you to go get Vashti. That I can show her beauty. That I can show off her beauty. And when people see her. They will understand that she is what she is because of what I have made available to her. And the Chamberlain, who is such a beautiful... And and, and if you want to hear somebody really preach about it, get Brother Cody Marks' notes and hear him preach about it. But the Chamberlain is probably one of the most fitting examples... Of a New Testament church pastor. That you find in the scripture. Because a chamberlain. You couldn't just wake up one day. And decide to be a chamberlain. You had to be picked. To be a chamberlain. And when you were picked. To be a chamberlain. You went kicking and screaming. And fighting the process. Because you had to pay. A very steep price. To be a chamberlain. And the reason that you had to pay that price is so that you would not be tempted to take something for yourself that belonged to the king. That's why I have a problem with with preachers who who are, uh, I want to say this the right way, and I'm not talking to pastors, I'm talking to young men right now. Who just have stars in their eyes. And it's about what they can get. And what they can. See to really. Be the king's man. You have to pay such a price. That you pity the king's people. Not envy the king's people. You you have to pay such a price that. They don't aggravate you and get hung up on if they call you at 3 o'clock in the morning. And right. Anyways. So the Chamberlain, he has fewer access to the king than anybody. He doesn't have to have an appointment. He doesn't have to schedule a meeting. He doesn't have to ask permission to come in and out. He has been handpicked by the kingdom. He has paid the price for his position. And therefore, he has unrestricted access to the king. The king turns to the chamberlain. And the king sends the chamberlain. I'm talking to you about losing the favor of God And I'm going to try not to be too long, but I want to give you this today. It'll be well worth your time if you can receive it. The chamberlain goes to Vashti, who is the favored. And it's requested that she comes, and the Bible uses the word preform, before the king. And the Bible says... It did not say that Vashti refused to come. That she did not want to go perform for the king. But when you read it, you get the understanding. She didn't like the fact that the king was using somebody else to come and call her into his presence. Because the Bible says that she would not receive the word to perform that came by the way of the king's chamberlain. She had walked in that favor and in that position and in those blessings for so long. That when the king's man come to give her some instructions... She said, well, if that's really what the king wants, the king will talk to me himself. Well, 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 pastor, I know this is the instructions you're giving me, but but let me take a little bit of time and pray about it. I mean, I know you're my man of God, but there just may not be some things that you understand. So so give me a moment and give, give me a little bit of time. I'm going to go on a fast. And if the Lord convicts me, well, then I'll go ahead and I'll line up. No, 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 no. Vashti, you will lose the favor of God on your life the moment that you do not perform for the king as the word comes through the chamberlain. Let me tell you, you may not feel like clapping, but if the king is wanting people to clap and the chamberlain steps up on just a midweek Bible study and says, clap your hands, all you people, it's not whether you feel like clapping or not or whether the king talked to you directly about clapping. You better get on your feet. You better put your hands together. You better give the king the best performance that the king's ever received in his life. The king didn't ask what you felt like doing. The king spoke to his man. And he said, this is what I want you to go tell the favored. This is what I want you to go tell my bride. This is what I want you to go tell the one that I have crowned with my authority. You go tell her that this is what I want. And that's the moment that you can't receive the word of the chamberlain. be seated. I'm just talking to you. See, this is the danger. This is the danger of not operating under the authority of your man of God. And let me tell you why I can preach this, because I live this. And, And, you know, I don't say this arrogantly. I say it humbly, because just like Vashti lost it, James Wesley Jackson can lose it. But I'm telling you, you're looking, at a, you're looking at a favored redneck right here. I mean, God just blesses me coming in, going out. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But I can tell you what I credit my favor to. I have a pastor that is favored. And I stay under the umbrella of my pastor. And as long as I stay there because the oil drips off of his beard, as long as I can stay... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm pastoring 50 or 500. I want the favor. And just like as I stay submitted... I have the favor, it's just a cycle. The people that I pastor, as they submit, they get the favor. It's not my favor, it's not my bishop's favor, it's the king's favor. But as the oil drips, uh, it flows. Uh, And then as it drips, uh, it flows. Uh, And then as it drips, it flows. Uh, I've come to tell a young man, I've come to tell a young lady, uh, you can have the favor of God, but when you get it, you can't become so assured in your own self That you lose your anointing because of your unwillingness to listen. Hey, I don't preach preachers in our pulpit that my pastor won't preach. You can do whatever you want to do. And and I'll just be honest with you because I would tell him and there are people there listening to Holy Ghost Radio. That there's probably some of them that I wouldn't use That I probably have a different opinion of them than what he has But I value my favor More than I value my opinion <laughs> Now this, I don't know, you, you can justify it You can write it out and cut it off And you can do whatever you want to with it But you're not going to mess up my favor You're just going to mess up your favor And Vashti, she couldn't come perform. She said, mm Now see, here's 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 the things that you don't know unless you've been there. The king, Brother Marks, doesn't make a judgment call on how to deal with the one that won't perform because the king don't bypass the chamberlain. He has a meeting with the Chamberlains. And he says, I want to know what you think about me handling Vashti. See, when a man of God pays a price to speak on behalf of God... There are just some liberties and some powers that God... I don't understand it. I'm not saying it's fair. Matter of fact, I'll go on record and say I don't think it is very fair. But I can't change the word of God. And there are just some places that God allows that man to go. That nobody else gets to come. You may not believe that. But when Mordecai come to Esther and told her to go. Even the favored said... He 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 hasn't called me, and it could be that because I'm coming unbeckoned, that he could. But the chamberlain, he didn't have to schedule that appointment. He come and went as he chose, and Ahasuerus set the the chamberlains down. Get, out of not want to wrestle scripture and make it something that it's not, and. So this is just an opinion, not a typology, But I do find it interesting that there were seven of them. And then when John begins to write in the book of Revelation, he writes to the seven angels or the seven pastors, the churches. Now, I'm not trying to make a connection. I did make the connection. It's important you get that. And he says, "What, what? he got mad but, but just like the king His anger And his fury it, It's only for a moment And when he calms down He didn't He didn't require her life He sat down with his man And he said Brother Mayo What do you think? You may not believe that happens, but I have absolutely been on my face to God, praying about situations, and God speak to me. And it's a very fearful thing. It's probably one of the things that scare me most about pastoring, because I've had God say, "Well, how do we want to handle it?" And I've just kind of prayed. And sat back and watched God do it. Just like I was laying under their pew weeping and crying and praying that he would do it. I've watched God move people out of assemblies. The people thought it couldn't go on without their presence. And then I've watched God restore and renew people in an assembly. That if he was to take popular vote everybody else would say run them off. And what was happening is there was a chamberlain somewhere talking to the king. The chamberlain speaks up. And you can see the reverence in him. He says, no, you're the king. He said, but this is what's going to happen. Everybody here knows... Everybody in this kingdom knows that you have favored Vashti above everybody else. And now you can handle this any way you want to handle it, king. But if you allow her to keep that favor and you allow her to walk in that favor, then what's going to happen is those who are not the favorite but are still favored, all the women of the kingdom are going to go into their husbands. And they're going to say, if Vashti can do anything she wants to do and keep the favor, then I can do anything I want to do and keep the favor. And by the time it's over, there's going to be no order in this kingdom. And we're going to fail to be able to continue to operate like we're operating. The king says, well, what do you think? And the chamberlain says, I tell you what I think that we should do. I think we should make an example out of her. Not not take her life in a drunk driving accident as she's left the party that she had no business being at. See, we we a lot of times we think that God's greatest judgment is when he takes the life of someone. I don't personally believe that. I believe that's the short way out. Because a lot of times they're both, in both cases, they're lost anyways. They're lost and spend eternity undone whether they have to suffer little on earth. But to me the epitome of judgment that I never want to experience is instead of taking her life with Jesse, he just simply takes her favor. And now as she walks around the kingdom, everybody leans over to the little girls and says, if you ever get the king's favor, don't do like she did. Because she hadn't always been like that she she hadn't always been where she's at right now there was a day That She was living in the king's house. There was a day that everything in her life was put together and she was a Cinderella story. There was a day if she wanted it, she could have it. If she desired it, she could possess it. But baby, don't end up like she ended up because she quit being willing to perform to the king as the chamberlain would instruct her. And the king didn't take her life. The king just took her from a position of power and favor and put her into the land of poverty. You don't want to end up like that! I'm telling you some of the saddest situations I've ever dealt with as a pastor is not people coming in from the world that their life has been shipwrecked, but it's people that at one time, they were the biggest tithe payers. Uh, at one time, they were the greatest soul winners. Uh, at one time, they couldn't do enough for the pastor and for the pastor's family and for the pastor's children and for the church that they attended. Uh, but somewhere, their favor got to making them something that they was never meant to be. Uh, and they lost their ability uh, to listen to the chamber. And I have dealt with horrific situations, uh, not from people coming out of the world that never had the favor, but from people that they had the favor that everybody wanted, uh, and they lost it. I'm telling you, God's hand and God's favor is upon. I'm preaching to young people. There is God's favor upon lives in this house today. God's going to bless you in ways you can't even imagine. But don't you ever forget his blessings is not to make you rich his blessings uh, and favors going to be upon your life so that you can continue to facilitate the vision and the mission uh, of the kingdom Uh, the favors not about you Uh, yes you can enjoy his nice house yes you can walk around with prestige because you're his baby but don't ever forget the reason it's all happening is because there's going to come a day he's going to say go get her because I want to Show somebody else what I can do if I give out my favor. I feel somebody needs to lift your hands right now. And you need to quit being afraid of the favor and blessings of God. But you need to make a commitment. I will not let favor shipwreck my life. So, so, man, it's already 12.03. I got to no, no, So they start, man, they start rounding them up from everywhere. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful that you, don't, that you don't just only audition people before the king that you think are to audition. <laughs> the king says, go into every province. All of a sudden, it went from being what the Chamberlain was suggesting to what the King was commanding. He said, "Go into every promise, province, <laughs> not just Jerusalem, not just Samaria, but to the uttermost parts of the earth, and not just the right side of the tracks." At the uttermost parts of the earth. And not just the lily white that you think they can bring and offer something that would make you look prestigious. But you go to the highways. uh, You go to the byways. uh, You compel them to come. Because it's not about what they are right now. It's about if I decide to favor them, uh, they will become the envy uh, of everybody else. They, 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 you can be seated. They start gathering them in. I'm, I'm not a scholar. And, 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 and my ADD has trouble staying focused on those who are scholars. So I don't really know how many they gather because there are so many different opinions. But there was a lot. And as they were selected... To try out for a position, a favor. They all had access to the same thing. The same food. The same instruction. They could, they could hand pick and wear anything they wanted to wear. They could go gather anything that they wanted to gather. But the Bible says that this this little girl by the name of Esther, that instead of her being enamored by what was now all of a sudden available to her, she finds her a chamberlain by the name of Haggai. And she says, Haggai, I know everybody says that they want it. But nobody knows the king like you know the king. And Haggai, I'll always give you the credit for it if you'll just show me the way to being the one that he picks. Hey, it was just custom. You you can read it. This isn't scripture, but this is custom. It's still a custom today. You you can go into England and they've got the, the queen. She can wear any jewels that she wants to wear. She can go pick them at any time she wants to pick them. But they're not hers. They belong to the kingdom. And no doubt that when that war chest, here Ahasuerus has conquered most of the known world. He has brought all the precious metals and golds and silvers and jewels. And he has made them available to those that are getting ready to try out for him. You take these little ladies... That have been raised in poverty. And you take them in. And now all this is available to them. They forget that the king doesn't see things the way the pauper sees things. And the king is not impressed with the same thing that the pauper is impressed with. None see them as they start running and fighting and fussing over the, the, the most bling bling. Because man, this, this bling bling is to help me impress the king. And what they don't realize is the king's put it in a room that he never even visits. That's how much that means to him. Kind of like the king paves his city with what the pauper thinks is most valuable. He builds walls (laughs) out of jaspers. And the gates in his cities, pearls mean so much to him that he just puts them out. For all the elements to affect. That's how worried he is about the pearl. And while all these little auditioners. Are taking what in their eyes would make them acceptable. I can see Esther. She comes up besides the Chamberlain. And he says. You know what he likes. And you know what the Bible says. Now this. Again, I'm just talking to you out of the Bible, out of the book of Esther. That's all I'm doing. This is The Bible says because of the way that she was handling herself, before she ever found favor with the king, the Bible says that she began to find favor with Haggai, the chamberlain. Now, you may not think that's important, but there's not a doubt in my mind because he was in charge of scheduling who went in, when, and where. There was not a doubt in my mind that because of the favor that she had with the man that had unrestricted access, that the man didn't schedule her appointment at the right time. And there's not a doubt in my mind, because I know how I pray over some of our people. There's not a doubt in my mind that before Esther ever came into audition, that the chamberlain didn't slip inside and say, "I know you've seen a lot of people. I know you've looked on a lot of beautiful things, but tonight I'm going to bring you somebody in here that's special. You're, you're, this, this isn't just another one night stand. You're going to want to pay careful attention to the details. Because Esther, she had done found out what kind of scent the king liked to smell. And what kind of clothes the king liked to see. And what kind of conversation that the king liked to have? And I just see Haggai as he set her up. He said, you, 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 "You're gonna be you're gonna be interested in this one." Now I want to point out something else. And 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 I'm a lot further away from closing than what you think. No. <laughs> Listen, Brother Marks is only going to preach 20 minutes tonight. Give an hour altar call, and we're going to pray two hours. So, y'all give me 30 more minutes. Before she was a. Sound man must not want me to keep going. No, I'm just... <laughs> Dear God, I've done out preached a CD and a mic. Hey, let's give it up. This man does a great job. Year in, year out. Let me turn this one up. had the favor of the king not only do we see her have the favor of the chamberlain but the Bible says that she began to get favor with all the people do you know young man that your anointing is pretty much useless if it's not received Now you you can get this attitude, well, I'm just going to do it my way, I re- I'm God's man, I really don't care what everybody thinks. But let me tell you, Samuel anointed Saul because God told Samuel when he'd come in contact with him, that's my man. But Samuel did not crown Saul until he brought him before all the people. And the people said, this is our king. You can have the anointing, but if you're not as willing to to acquire the favor of the people as you are the anointing of God, you're going to one day be an old, bitter, messed up, tore up, used to have been. Because I'm going to tell you, there's people... There are people in my assembly that I would love to use. They've got an anointing. But because of what I know the people think, it limits my willingness to put them in the front. Because just like they can help me more than anybody can help me, because they really don't care what the people can think, It's like playing Russian roulette because they can also hurt me more than anybody can hurt me. Young man, it does matter what the people in that church think. Now you got to preach it just like God gives you to preach it. But you can also be sincere enough to get down on your knees and say, God, make my words acceptable tonight. Let me preach with passion and anointing. Not because you gave me a word that I'm going to get to wear somebody out that I've been wanting to wear out for... No, 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 no. you got to get the favor of the people. you got to get the favor of the man before you ever have the opportunity to get the favor of... Now tell you there's a lot more involved than just prayer and God to get the favor of people it takes you submitting to a very dirty word called discipline now I guess you could say I'm twisting the scripture here but I I really believe this is kind of how it happened because I live in a house with three girls to tell you sometimes they forget that it's like mothers and daughters and sisters and they can get more stirred up in the house you can't tell me that if you put a thousand of them together (laughs) there was some cat fights going on There was some jockeying for positions going on. There was some trying to establish a pecking order going on. But Esther had enough discipline that while they were trying to establish a pecking order, she was able to stay out of it until people started looking at her and saying, we probably should be a little bit more like that. That's the young men and young ladies I use in our church. It's not who can preach the best, who can teach the best, who can talk the... I use the ones that while others are starting fires, they've learned to put out fires. While others are causing trouble, they've learned to diffuse trouble. And that's not just the people that I use. That's the people that our people receive when I use them. Hey. Now I can't tell you about y'all. I can just tell you about me. I moved to southwest Louisiana. And just in case you're wondering, everything's better south of I-10. Just everything. Since you can be second best. You can't ever be the best because it's south of I-10. And the food is so delicious. Oh, my goodness. I gained 15 pounds the first 30 days I was there, And I've lost some of it just so I can gain it back. I didn't throw away my old suits. I kept them. I'll be needing them again. Because as soon as I land in Baton Rouge, I'm going to go find somewhere to eat fried bread with Etouffee and gumbo. Breakfast of champions. Help me, Jesus. I close right now and go get on a plane if it's a. <laughs> Brother Sergeant, if I'm guilty of doing that You take these young ladies out of these provinces That they come in with very shapely figures But a lot of time their shape had to do Not because of their discipline But because of what they didn't have And now all of a sudden The finest tables that could ever be set Are sitting before them There's not a doubt in my mind that some of them disqualified themselves from getting a second look because they couldn't learn to discipline themselves with an understanding that just because it's available and just because it's here doesn't mean I just need to partake all of it I can partake of. You may think I'm twisting scripture, but, but, but I'm not because Hebrews would say, Let us lay aside the weights and the sin. There are things. Now, I'm not talking about your size. Help me, Jesus. See, I guess that's the bad part of just talking to you too. You can say some things when you're hollering and people really don't catch them. (laughs) But, okay, let me give you uh, uh, (laughs) a... Paul said, just because they're lawful, guess what I'm talking about size, I'll just talk about just because it's lawful, doesn't mean it's expedient. Because sometimes you want to be careful that your favor provokes other people to seek the favor, not that your favor makes other people feel that they're not worth anything. Because it's okay for you to eat meat, but if meat would offend your brother... Why don't you just step back and just, instead of enjoying it where everybody can see, and some people can feel that they'll never be good enough and never have enough. And there's not a doubt in my mind that because a moment on the lips, Forever on the hips. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm just a preacher, so I'm not going to get off color. But hey, if you want to get the favor of the king, You have to learn discipline. And that is something our world despises in 2016. We live in a generation that would rather look rich than be rich. They would would rather bankrupt their account to wear custom clothes than to have a savings account and be able to purchase a home. The king doesn't Because see, when the king starts giving us favor, he wants to know, can he trust you with his treasure? Because when he starts pouring out the favor, he's not looking for a tightwad Todd that still has the first penny of the first nickel he ever made. Because I believe God gives it to us to spend. But he is concerned with how we spend it. That's what a good steward is. A good steward does not have a close fist and not spend. A good steward spends on the things that is most valuable and most needed. And I'm going to tell you, God's looking for people to bless abundantly financially. that will say, you know what? I'm going to spin, but it's not going to be all about me. It's going to be about home missionaries. It's going to be about foreign missions. Uh, Instead of buying me a new Cadillac, I'm going to buy the church a new van. Instead of buying me a new suit, because I have eight new suits, uh, I'm going to go take one of them bus kids and make sure they have the best birthday that they've ever. Let me tell you, when you get like that, baby, uh, the king just keeps on pouring it on and pouring it on. you get to where it's more than just a Sunday night shout song. Every time you turn around, he'll just keep blessing me. I've come to tell somebody today, God is getting ready to bless you financially beyond your wildest imagination. But you've got to maintain discipline. Esther, you're going to be able to enjoy the crowd. There's nothing wrong with a nice house. There's nothing wrong with being able to take a nice vacation. Uh, but don't let the blessings of God make you so rich that you're going every weekend. Uh, and... God's not blessing you so that you can make another ski trip. God's, ble- I feel like preaching the cornerstone for just a minute. God's not blessing you so you'd buy something nicer to drive. God's blessing you so you'd buy the building next door. So that Spokane can continue to see you. Uh, if you get the favor, uh, if you get the favor, uh, if you get the favor, uh, if you get the favor. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm not just talking to old men. There's some young men in this local church. God's fixed to bless you coming in and going out. Don't lose perspective of why the king is going to favor you. Somebody needs to lift their hands and say, if you're going to do it for somebody, do it for me. If you're going to do it for somebody, right here, I'm your man. I'm your girl. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost flowing in this house right now. <laughs> Woo! da Yo la 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 la, ba sha ta ta. Yo la 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 ba sha ta Yo la 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 ba sha ta Yo la 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 ba sha ta ta. ba sha ta ta. Ooh. Ita ba sha ta Yo la 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 Yo la Yo la Brother Jackson, you just don't understand. Sit down. I'm going to tell you how much I do understand. I wouldn't go and do this, but I, just, I, feel, I feel it to do this. And again, I, I feel like I'm talking to Spokane, but I'm not just talking to Cornerstone. And I'm not just talking to men in their 40s. I'm telling you, I'm talking to young men in their teens and 20s and young ladies that still just now got out of high school and you're just now entering the next phase of your life. God will bless you if you make up in your mind that I'm blessed to be a blessing. I, I'm not blessed to become a fat cat. I'm not blessed so I can walk. Walk around and show off what I've got. But I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. There are young men in this church. You could be giving, uh, but you're hoarding. Uh, and God's will to take you to the next level. But until you understand, these blessings uh, are not for me to hoard. But these blessings uh, are for the kingdom to have. I went to Calvary Pentecostal Church. I'm following a giant and a legend, who I am unqualified to follow. Rock solid, stellar, a foundation in our church that it is just—it's amazing. I started casting vision And there were a lot of people that That sat on the sidelines and said Well, I, that sounds good But there's just no way God's going to have to do something different Because there's just no way we can make it happen with just I got to preaching like I'm preaching to you Except I took five weeks preaching to the book of Esther. I didn't do it all in one service like I'm doing today. Brother Prado, people started buying into it and believing. Now I'm going to give you a moment of transparency, okay? God spoke to me in a prayer meeting. And again, I credit my favor because I'm submitted to somebody with favor. And I remember Brother Holmes preaching and telling and even personally talking. It hadn't always been on the side of I forty, and it was in the back side of obscurity and in a neighborhood. And there wasn't always a more than enough. There was lots of times there was barely enough. And he got to cast in the vision. And God spoke to him and said, I believe there's ten men that in this season. God's going to allow you to give $10,000 and it's going to completely alter the rest of your life. And I was praying about the vision God was giving me. And I said, well, I've got the same favor. Because I'm submitted to the favored. And I felt God impress upon me. You challenge them in ten men. I'd like, I'd like to stand here and pull out my chest like a little Banny rooster and strut and say, "Man, I got up there and I did it, and that's what happened." I almost cheated our people if it had not been for the grace of God. Because I got to preaching about stretching and how the miracle is when people are willing to stretch without disconnect. And I got to talking about how that Moses, when he stood before the Red Sea, that before God would do what only God could do, he made Moses take what was in his hand and stretch it as far as he could stretch it. And I said, I believe God impressed upon me that five men... During this season Is going to be able to give $10,000 I'm going to tell you God did it as much for me Because of what I knew He had spoke to me As He did it for me To be able to testify to you about it I didn't I wouldn't take it up an offering I was just preaching An anointing came over me I closed my eyes I'll never forget it I was kneeling down in our pulpit And I looked up and there was a check laying there for $10,000. And all of a sudden, not one, not two, not five, but ten families wrote out 10000 Dollar checks Now the reason I didn't get up there and preach about 10 Because to be honest with you I couldn't think of 5 I thought man If I just say 5 and we only get 3 Shoot for the moon, land on the stars We still had a party But when God Gets ready to facilitate vision <laughs> And he starts providing an opportunity for people to be... Am I taking too much time? Is this... Let me tell you what happened. It it was a stretch. They stretched. Men had to sell things. Men... It was a stretch. There were some of them. It was was hard for me to take all of it. But some of them were difficult than others because I knew that their lifestyle was going to be radically altered. Let me tell you what happened. You'll be seated. One of them young men That wrote out a check for that $10,000 Had a house that he had been trying to sell for nine months It was in a really nice neighborhood And it was a really nice house The problem was They had built some really nice storage buildings At the back of his property And his was the only house in the neighborhood Where you walked out the back door And I got to telling him it's going to happen and and this is just I'm being transparent about me. I'll be transparent about him. He'd say, "I hope so I got up from a prayer meeting Mom Parker, and I told him I said, "It's going to happen. I feel it it's going to happen. God's going to do it." And it started raining. And we had a historic flood And his house He calls me said brother Jackson water's coming in And see when you have a flood And water comes in Then you have to list it As a flooded house Now I said it before I thought about it And I wish I could grab it back when I said it I said don't worry about it Favor it and fair, and it doesn't understandable. All I can tell you is it works. Yeah. We was having church a couple of weeks ago. Now let me remind you, they're not looking at this house. They're not looking in South Louisiana at very many houses. And when they do look at houses, the first thing they ask is, "Did it flood?" Because if it flooded, they're not interested. And he was praying. And it wasn't just a given. I'd been preaching. If you want the favor, you've got to get consistent in prayer. And you can't just be willing to give God your finances. You've got to be willing to give God your time. And you've got to be faithful. And you've got to perform when he will. I'm going to stop. But. Sunday night. He was praying. We was having one of them kind of services. And the Lord spoke to him and said, it's done. Quit asking me for it and just start praising me for it. The next night, we had this young, struggling, no-name evangelist by the name of Brother Cody Marks. He come in and he was standing in the center aisle. We had to repaint our building. He preached the paint off the walls. And he said, you know what somebody needs to do right now? They need to quit asking for it. And they need to start praising for it. Brother Sean gets a text. And it says the people that looked at your house today, they love it. And they want to give you an offer. They want to know it. Wait, 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 wait. That's good, but it gets better. You may see it just a minute. Because it had flooded. For the bank and, and just legalities, they had the... Come in and do the, the the testing to figure out how much moisture was still in the house. And he had to cut a piece of sheetrock and some other stuff. And they, they, so this, this is going on. And, and so they've, there's an accepted offer. And they come to him and said, well, the moisture level I, and, 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 and the possibility, not that there is mold, but the possibility I think is how it was, for mold. Told the realtor said we we want him to come back down such and such. When I tell you, it's not about you; it's about the king. The realtor caught. Now you just have to know, brother Sean. Now he can play that harmonica, but he's not he's not one of these guys that's just. He's more comfortable in the shadows, cream of the crop, salt of the earth, don't cause trouble, got a good family. He just don't need the attention. He wouldn't get mad at me for using him today, but he would be embarrassed because he just, he don't like the attention. His realtor called him, and she starts going down this list of things, and she says, what do you want to do? This ain't Brother Sean's nature. But he said, We ain't doing nothing. He said they don't even know it, but God sent them to buy my house. And he's at work. He told that realtor, he said, I'm gonna shut my door. <laughs> And I'm going to pray. And Brother Sean shut his door. And that engineering firm. And he got down and he was just. He was praying. And the realtor called him back. And she said. I don't know what's wrong with these people. They must be crazy. But they said. Just forget about everything they was asking for. They decide They just want to take it as is. Brother Sean said. They're not crazy. This is a miracle from God. And the lady said well then I want you to tell me more about that God I've come to tell somebody uh, it's not about you uh, it's about God enabling you to perform for the I feel like he's getting ready to set somebody up for a performance of a lifetime he's he's getting ready to set up a young man he's getting ready to set up a young lady uh, he's getting ready to set up a young married family uh, he's getting to set up people in the northwest Uh, he's getting ready to bless people coming in and bless people going out and it's going to be because he wants to show the world what he's capable of doing I can tell you about Roger Duncan I could tell you about Roger Duncan, who work was so slow, and last week, his daughter, whose backslid, picked up the phone and she said, "Daddy, quit praying for work." She said, "I'm tired." Of answering the phone in the last three days. We've got more work than we've had in the last ten years. Uh, quit talking to God about it. Uh, he said, you think I'm gonna quit talking to God? I'm gonna keep talking to God because it's favor. It's favor. It's got It ain't just about me getting more work so I can bless the church. It's about a daughter who maybe might be a little bit doubtful. Does prayer really work? And you get somebody with favor that gets to praying. Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to stop. I can tell you about Brother Jerome Giot, who wrote out one of them checks that was having to work away from his family and he was having to work shutdowns, and he was having to be gone and he wasn't liking it. Uh, and sacrificially they wrote out one of them checks. A lot of our economy is driven by what the price of oil is. And I know you like cheap gas, and I used to like cheap gas, but now I kind of like high gas. (laughs) Company calls him out of Utah. Says we want to, we want to make you an offer. So, what what, what kind of offer? Said really, instead of us making you an offer, won't you make us an offer? Called me, we talked I said, won't you We just agreed You made an offer I Called him back he was, He's worried kind of Because I mean This is a job You, you don't want to ask for too little But you sure don't want to ask for too much Because in this economy People's not getting hired to be consultants But see, when you got the favor of God and you're in the world, but you're not of the world. He said, Yeah, that sounds sure That sounds good to us. He said, Well, and this was what he was a little bit nervous about. He said, Where, where am I gonna have to where am I gonna have to work from? Because they're in Utah. They said, Do you got a laptop? Said, do you have a living room? So, why don't you just make sure you got an internet connection and you can do everything we need you to do from right there where you're at. Brother Jason, I can tell you about the people that God's healed. I can tell you about the, I can tell you on and on and on. But what I want to close with is Esther. You cannot That it is for such a time as this. And Esther, you don't have to open up and do it. But that don't mean we're not going to be spared and our revival is not going to happen. It just means just like he did with Vashti, Esther. God's going to sit you down. And he's going to raise somebody else up. And Esther says, If I perish, If I give it, and don't give it back I'd rather him, I'd rather me give it than me be stingy Him, just take it and when listen to me when you get that revelation it's for such a time as this the Bible says that Esther stepped through them doors and the key said there's my favorite come on in here love what you want (laughs) you ask for it just ask and according to my wealth not according to your need just enough because it's not about what you need it's about what I can offer and I'll give it to you if I have to write out a check for half my kingdom and Esther she says I, I ain't wanting I ain't want something for me now this is what provokes favors from the king. She said, I'm not wanting something for me. I'm wanting to be a blessing for the kingdom. Esther, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want you to close your eyes. Brother Esther, Sister Esther, God is getting ready to give you unfathomable ability and anointing. God is getting ready to bless people under the sound of my voice right now. Spiritually, numerically, financially, physically, beyond your wildest dreams. But it's not about you, Esther. It's because we're in a time that demands somebody that's got favor and discipline. That can go before the king and say, I'm giving it. But I'm not giving it because I want you to bless me with something else. I'm coming in here and I'm giving it because I want you to bless the kingdom. Huh? And Esther, when you do it like that, you just keep getting blessed in the process. Come on, I want some Esther's to come to this front with their hands raised. I want some, I'm not, this isn't about just an immediate get you on your face here today. But if you can let this word that I preached today, if you can let it begin to get a hold of you, if you can let it begin to work in your spirit.